0: Hey, welcome to The Way Podcast. I'm Zahir Gertfan, co-founder and head of marketing at Keymakers Media. And I'm Varun Perimala, co-founder and CEO at Kriot. And we are your hosts for The Way Podcast. A show that aims to elevate
1: voices that are interesting and meaningful come together to create value. Creating maximum impact through minimal
0: conversations. But before we get started, here's a word from our sponsor.
2: Stumax VIP is a student privilege feature where students will get an opportunity to directly connect to various industry mentors and also avail exclusive discounts for various courses, both technical and non-technical. Sign up today to get free access to a technical course, 12 webinars and direct connect to the best mentors.
1: Let's get started with our show. We are a country dominated by chai and coffee, but there's a brand that's carving a niche in this country with its uh, smoothies and that is Drunken Monkey. To talk about the smoothie industry and his entrepreneurial journey, We have someone who is naturally high, the founder of Drunken Monkey, Samrat Reddy. Thanks for joining on this season finale episode of The Way Podcast, Samrat. How is everything? Uh,
2: Thanks a lot for our introduction, uh, Varun. Everything is uh, pretty good. I think uh, it has to be pretty good and we need to say pretty good always because
0: of the product times you should not give way to any kind of negativity that's a nice way to think about it uh, Samrat. Uh, now before we get started uh, why don't you you know why don't we start with uh, you telling a little bit more about yourself to the audience
2: yeah so um, I did my uh, engineering in Chennai so I'm an electronics uh, engineer uh, I have uh, uh, no reason why I mean I, I don't know what I really studied in that four years but I don't use it much uh, uh, then um, I worked for a software co- firm and uh, I was working in Australia for a year. Uh, then I came back and then I did my MBA in Scotland. After coming back, I started uh, in 2008, I started a 3D animation firm called Heshia Studio. Since then I've done multiple ventures. 2016 is when 1516 uh, is when uh, started uh, drunken the brand uh, drunken monkey. So I've, I've been doing a lot of things
1: right. So that's a pretty interesting journey. So, uh, so how are you spending your time in this pandemic, and uh, what have you been up to lately?
2: So we, I think the pandemic can be divided into uh, uh, two uh, segments. The one first one where there was a complete lockdown, so you'll have to plan whatever you do just inside your house. And uh, the second uh, phase is now where uh, you're allowed to go a little bit outside also. So it's it's I don't know. It's it just took maybe. Uh, just a couple of days or three, four days to kind of adjust uh, because you, you, I mean, no matter what you go to office, also you're, you're in a closed room. You are at home also you're in a closed room. The only difference is probably if you get to play something or maybe you get to see the roads. So if you're really at it and you want to do something physical at home, have some exercise and stuff, you can still figure out a way uh, to be, I mean, uh, to be happy with it now i think uh, things are almost back to normal in terms of uh, how everyone wants to live it's just that you have to take few precautions and uh, you can uh, do almost uh, most of the things similar to what it was before so i don't think there's too much of change in my life or lifestyle or what i do throughout the day
0: once again i mean that's actually a really great way to go about it right because uh, there are a lot of people that are still trying to adapt and but once you think about it in a different way, it just becomes easier.
2: Exactly, exactly. So, it's, it's, it is it's is pretty easy. I mean, see, worst case scenario, everyone house or apartment still has a terrace. Like, you can still walk down downstairs, you still have to go to the supermarket once in a while. So, I mean, we can either complain about it or we can still be fine with it and get on with life. Because, see, um, we're not talking like this because there are still blind people in the world, deaf people in the world, the people with a lot of, uh, I mean, uh, abilities which we have and they don't have, they're still fine with it, right? They're living and then it's not like they if they keep complaining, they're never, never going to go anywhere. And like, for example, you take a guy like Stephen Hawkins, what he could do with his limitations and change the world completely. So I, I I look at it in a completely different way. If there's something happening and it's restricting you, you figure out a way and
0: make life even better. I mean, change is always good. It gives you something new, right, all the time? Yeah, true. All right, uh, Samrat, let's uh, get on to, you know, the particulars. I think we are a little short on time today. Uh, So first thing we would want to, you know, know is how has the pandemic hit the FMCG companies and how did Drunken Monkey handle this new normal and this weird situation we are in? Right, so FMCG, you know, I mean, it's a very wide spectrum. So
2: I would say in FMCG, there will be... few sectors which are very very badly hit and few sectors which are not hit like uh, your daily essentials are still doing fine and uh, your daily essentials which are uh, coming at a uh, economical price or value for money stuff is still doing fine Uh, things which would be hit are things which are in the in the between zone and the luxury zone of uh, daily essentials as well they are a little bit hit and uh, anything which is to do with going out for example you don't buy uh, like clothes anymore because you don't really go out and party or you don't go to a friend's place and have a have like a birthday thing or anything anything for that matter so there's some sectors which are uh, definitely hit big way because of the way uh, we have changed uh, how we live because of the fear of getting the virus in terms of uh, drunken monkey specifically uh, drunken monkey again comes into that sector which is going to be badly hit which is uh food uh the food and beverages industry specifically buying it from outside because people would uh, at this stage avoid any kind of uh, um, i mean stuff from outside i mean there'll be few people who are still ordering but majority of them see what uh, the pandemic has told us is go back to your roots go back to how our, uh, our grandmothers used to live like do everything yourself stick stick to the essentials and you'll be fine kind of a thing so anywhere it comes uh, where like why would uh, anyone want to buy a coffee for 100 bucks or a smoothie for 120 bucks when at this kind of situation there will be out of 10 people there' will be only one person who would want to do it so for us uh, we quickly realized um, that this is going to be the way it's going to go until the I mean a vaccine comes out or everything becomes normal again so it's quick quickly when you realize that you need to accept it first, and not actually crib out it about it. And then you take the necessary precautions. So what can we do? All we need to do is we have to make sure see, we, we know that we're going to have losses. So we'll need to make sure that the, there are minimum number of, I mean minimum losses so that we sustain through this period. And then once this period is done, people are going going to have a more healthier lifestyle. And that's where our brand always was. I mean, we are a much, much more healthier brand than most of the brands out there. So what we wanted the world li- li- lifestyle to change in three, four years. It would probably happen within a year, which is uh, uh, very good for us in that way. So we just pause and wait till, uh, till I mean, uh, till things are fine. Till then, we, we need to make sure that we don't have too many losses and we have our overhead slow. And when things are fine, we have done it. Tough. I mean, we built the company from the scratch, so it's not a big deal for us to uh, get out of the situation and rebuild it to whatever way we want.
0: All right. So like, what would be that particular, you know, so one thing I believe is that if businesses are supposed to thrive or, you know, live in a new change or a new market, you have to innovate, right? Uh, what would be that uh, innovation that Drunken Monkey is coming up with? I think, um One of the things
2: we are working on is uh, making the customers more aware of what is getting into the body and how it's going to help them uh, on a daily basis in terms of what the kind of nutrients which are required. All these things, we already have it. It's just that we were already working on the information and stuff before the uh, COVID hit and we were planning to launch out um, a kind of, uh, uh, I mean, our menu in a different way and our uh, experience itself in a different way. Make it more like a subscription model where it, it's not like something like you go to Drunken Monkey to have some fun with friends and stuff it's going to be a lifestyle thing is what we were aiming at so we are looking at that very seriously now because uh, we feel that will be the need of the hour. what we can offer to the world after the pandemic is uh, help people easily ha- adopt a better and uh, 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 healthier lifestyle and it's, it's we need to make it convenient as well as well and informative so that's that's the new thing which uh, we feel will work for Drunkanbaki.
1: Right so while this is a great change, uh, so uh, let's get to the beginnings, right? So how do you describe the story of Drunken Monkey? How did you get started? It
2: is just that I I mean, as I was growing up, uh, I found it very weird that uh, I used to see a lot of coffee places open up, like two coffee places in the single road, three coffee places. I never used to see good uh, smoothie places or even like the, the maximum I could see is a juice place around like, uh, which is uh, around the corner in the on the, on the road kind of a thing. No proper, proper places for that. So I did my research, in my MBA on that. Why, why would this happen? I mean, I knew the reason quite a little bit, but I thought one of the projects I felt that this is an interesting topic I want to take up. So then I realized that uh, that happens because uh, of uh, the, the, the higher margins in uh, coffee and tea because uh, the RM is much cheaper and the price you sell it is much higher. And secondly, uh, logistics is a big headache with uh, fruits, with uh, varying prices also, and sees it's their seasonal also, so the whole thing about building a business on something which is not a constant and which has to be made fresh is the biggest challenge why it didn't happen. So for me, I I I mean uh, I took it up as uh, a good challenge where uh, we'll see what happens. I know it's a difficult thing, but I think uh, it's a need of the heart because um, if there are people, uh, if I was feeling the same, I know there would be a lot of people feeling the same thing also. And they are my market. I don't need to worry about anything else.
1: Right. Uh, Also, Samrat, one of the things I've noticed is the first time I saw you, you were talking about, uh, uh, in an event, you were talking about uh, increasing and expanding the number of outlets. And then you changed your decision uh, into focusing more on the distribution and reaching uh, uh, customers online, right? So how did this change come about?
2: It just came about, by the way, uh, real estate was, uh, real estate had changed in terms of... um, how uh, people's consumption has also changed from see before uh, like a supermarket or a bank, you need to go there, you need to make sure you're there. But now a lot of things happen online. So real estate has a lot of real estate have changed from the roads to the phones. And uh, people will go for something only if it's required. So I don't I don't see Drunken Monkey as a fine dining place or a, a bar where people can go hang out. It's more a place, okay, you can have a good experience there, but people don't have the time to go there every day. But if it can be given to their places, given to their homes, and uh, they can do it with the convenience of their phones, I, ha- I can reach out uh, to a wider audience. So the whole uh, um, goal of Drunken Monkey is to help more people be naturally high. So, in sticking to that goal, it was not, I mean, slowly I started realizing that it's not the number of outlets which is going to be important. It's going to be the number of people we reach, which is going to be important. So, whatever takes us closer to the goal, we start to uh, have a strategy which is based on that.
0: Already, it makes so much sense. This is probably one of the most practical things I've ever heard. So... Anyways, Samarath, uh, we're getting into that segment of the show where we uh, try to dig in on the personal end more than the professional end, right? And, uh, you know, before we uh, recorded, you know, you this is one thing I understood about you. You don't hold the idea of success and being goal-oriented as high as most of the people do. And that is a strange notion to have as an entrepreneur, yeah yeah so you know one thing i got to know about you before this recording is you don't seem to hold the idea of success or being goal oriented as that high as most people do and that's a strange notion to have as an entrepreneur so why is that okay so i i look at uh, goals and success
2: a little differently now for example uh, Mm um let's take an idea i mean uh, i mean do you guys play any sport uh, i used to but i haven't played in a long time okay so which which sport i used to play football football okay let's take football for that example now you are uh, going to play a game and you're going to go and play play a game against a very 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 weak team and you play actually really badly but you win the game you might not be too happy coming back home but you, you might go and you might probably uh, be playing the best team in Hyderabad, but you're probably a mediocre team. And you might lose very closely, but you play the best game of your uh, uh, life. And it'll actually give you more satisfaction. Where uh, But for, a, for an outsider or for a third person who doesn't know what's the things which are going on, they might think that for you that victory is going to be good and this loss is going to be uh, that ba- is, is bad. So what I re- see, success, what is success? success is as comparing ourselves to something else for example uh, when you have whether probably three kids in uh, family they'll say the person who gets the best ranks is the most successful guy it doesn't and if uh, it doesn't matter if he gets first rank or fifth rank as if, if as long as you're ahead of someone else so that is i think is a is a very a very uh, a bad way or mediocre way of thinking of what success is or what goals are What I feel goals are should be very internal and they should be more uh, based on, I mean, the journey. And the moment you find that if you can do that, where it's more oriented on the journey, your goals might actually change. Because see, right now, uh, imagine you're going to make a three-year plan. And and you make the three-year plan and you are going by the plan and you're doing everything you can to go by the plan. But how did you make the three-year plan? You made the three-year plan plan based on the information and the knowledge you have right now. In six months time, the information and knowledge you have now uh, at six months will be higher, right? It'll be, it'll be, uh, that six months knowledge and information also will be added. So there is a possibility you can actually improve or change your goal itself, which is going to be much, 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 much better. Or maybe your old goal was not actually what you thought, believe The six months of information has made you understand that there's certain things which you can actually even do better so uh you having a blind goal i wouldn't say blind goal a very i would say i I'm, i don't encourage people to be super super duper goal oriented but be process oriented and journey oriented and you'll actually reach your goals better and you'll actually get actually uh improve your goals itself your goals itself will start uh, adapting to what you can do better and what your team can be can do better and it might create wonders for you
0: all right i mean these are some like really interesting like perspectives to have because I haven't. This is not the mainstream idea of uh, or perspective of you know the way people look. This is not the mainstream way, right? Uh, so one thing that would we would want now we would want to know now is what was it like growing up for you? Like what were those things which shaped you to be what you are today? See, I take a lot of analogies from sports because
2: I learned a lot of from, lot of things from sport. So one thing I used to do as a kid. And till, till even now, how I rate my day or how I rate my month or year is based on how many times have I really been happy. And nothing else. It's not based on what, what happened. Or, and then I go back and see why was where did I get that happiness from. So most of the times my happiness came from, uh, like for example, my happiness in terms of success and stuff like that also. It came from me. Proving to myself that I could compete or do something where there's a chance to fail. For example, I love to play sport because you go in there with a chance to fail. And if you win, it's good. The same way, uh, I didn't start doing a job and I came to start do business. Not because like I was made for business or whatever. But I felt a similarity between sport and business where you there's a higher chance to fail. So if you do something, you, ha- you, you, you either learn from it if you fail. Or if you succeed, you know that you have taken that risk and you did this, so that the thrill is what uh, I felt excited me more. And I think it's the same for most of us. We just don't accept it sometimes, and then we get bored with the routine thing. So these kind of things, I think, um, I was very introspective in terms of how I felt at certain points of time. I didn't take what people told me on face value, saying that this is the right thing to do, this is the wrong thing to do. I had my own understanding of. How I wanted to live my life kind of a thing because I trusted myself that okay if I'm happy I'm happy right no one can no one can argue that okay you can say I didn't do this I can do that and if I find out the reason what makes me happier more and I start investing in that then how can I fail
1: right that that's really interesting uh, Samrat so we kind of ask this question to all the guests who come on the show so if you get a chance to reconsider any of uh, your decisions that you've made uh, in your life what would that be and why
2: consider any of the decisions i made i don't think i would change anything at all because uh, mm, i'm I'm pretty happy right now and i was always happy like uh, and i made a lot of mistakes i made a lot of mistakes i made a lot of blunders but i would have probably learned more from that than from anything else so i wouldn't change anything at all see there might be times when i was sad also there may be times I'd have. Uh, Okay, thought, okay, I've made mean, big blunders, which have affected others also. But who am I to say that, like, I would still be here talking to you if I didn't make the blunders? So I, I wouldn't change a thing at all. And like from the beginning, I've been telling you, right? I don't look at, look at anything negatively at all. So if I say I want to change something, that means I sta- I've already started looking at things negatively.
0: Yeah, and that makes sense, right? Because, you know, what you are today, and if you're satisfied with it, it is not only because of things you have done right, it is also because of things you have done wrong. Exactly. 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 Completely. Yeah. All right. So I think on this note, we are um, coming to the end of it. And it's actually a very beautiful uh, note to end the episode with. Uh, But before we end it, what would be, you know, one message you would want to give to the listeners? So during, especially during this COVID times and
2: after that also, I would want people to i mean what i would want the listeners to think it's it's important to relax it's important to relax and not uh be in a rush all the time um i mean i know we all have targets i know we all have like things to do in life xyz but uh the most important thing for us is to have a very clear mind and to have a clear mind we need to be we, we don't need to prove anything to anyone we've already there i mean uh we're already all awesome people. I think every one of us is awesome in their own way. So the more we are relaxed in what we do, even if it's like a super present situation, it brings out the best out of you and you can also enjoy doing it. That's, that's the only thing I would tell people, not because I want anyone to be lazy. I'm saying exactly the opposite. The more relaxed you are, the more awesome and the more better you can be and, and the more competing also you can be. But like you can do it with a smile. Like you can take an example from what Dhoni is because of his retirement novel and everyone talks about him. can just take a leaf out of his book and uh, I mean, you can't say only Dhoni can do that. You you have to try. You have to try and like no, anyone can do that in their own way. I mean, start with your home, start with your work. In our all small, small, he did it for the whole country. But you can do it with your two or three people around you and it will make a hell lot of a difference.
1: Right. That really makes a lot of sense uh, during these times especially. Right. Uh, so also, uh, Samrat, uh, many of your listeners would be interested in getting in touch with you. Where would our listeners find you?
2: They can find me... Um, anywhere like how you found me
1: <laughs> <laughs> like any platform that you'd prefer them to find so the, I, I mean
2: uh, email email would be good because I, I don't use uh, LinkedIn Facebook much I just log in once a month and stuff so like email would be better
0: email sure sure yeah I will do that I think this, you're like the first guest to tell get get in touch with me on my mail everybody's like get in touch on Instagram or LinkedIn and now you're like no it's just me no it's, it's just that uh, i use instagram and facebook
2: but to check on what's happening with the company and stuff uh so i try not to get on facebook and instagram and everything too much because uh it's it, it's sometimes i i don't watch the news as well because i i like to be in my own mindset and i'm happy with that. i don't want to know what people want to tell me like the news it's all about marketing what they want to tell you right so and i don't really enjoy it so that's the reason i don't use uh these
1: things much. So wrapping it up, thanks for doing this Right. It's been fun talking to you. Thanks.
2: Thanks a lot. My, my pleasure talking to both of you. Thanks a lot for having me on the show.
1: And that was all for today's episode of The Way with Zarika and Maru.
0: Stay tuned and check out our Instagram T-A-W-A-E podcast to connect with us and the guests. You can read the key insights of the podcast
1: on Vodham.in. Vodham.in is a youth lifestyle blog that every Generation Z person should be reading.
0: New episodes out every Saturday on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts from. Keep listening to the way.